cliffcentral.com. All right, let's turn our attention to Sean Sanders. Uh, Sean is, of course, the co-founder of Revix. We talk to Sean on a weekly basis because that is how quickly things change in the world of cryptocurrency. And we're looking at the, the prices right now, uh, $36,500 for a Bitcoin, $2,616 for Ether as we speak at the moment. Another week of incredible developments in the world of cryptocurrency. That's why we keep going to Sean. He's our go-to guy. And Revix is the place where you can find out all about this. So we've got to talk about a couple of things. First of all, how are you, Sean? Morning, Gareth. I'm good. How are you doing? Good, man. Good to see you. Um, it's, yeah, it's, see been, you. it's been another bumpy week. There's, there's not really anything to celebrate, but there's also nothing to be particularly concerned about. There are some issues that have started to crop up. I think SARS, the South African Revenue Service, have finally made some statements about cryptocurrencies. And this is obviously going to affect the way that South Africans interact with um, Bitcoin, with Ethereum, with Revix, with all the other platforms that you can buy and sell crypto on. What have they actually said and how does it affect you and me? Yeah, sure. So, so I, actually, before I even get into what SARS have said, I think a lot of people that invest in crypto, it's not even like this dirty little secret. People don't report their taxable gains when it comes to crypto. It's sort of been this major issue that's existed literally since people started investing in cryptocurrencies. And the tax authorities now have seen this trillion dollar asset class, 2.2 trillion now, asset class emerge, and now they want a piece of the pie. Uh, so SARS is a little late to the party, to be completely honest, because you know they should have been, I guess, you know, sort of requiring exchanges like Revix and like other exchanges in South Africa and platforms to actually provide information on behalf of customers. But they've sort of put the onus on the individual that is investing in crypto. So as much as Revix would like to go on a customer's behalf and provide information to SARS, because we have a lot of customers that ask us about this. We actually can't. Um, there is no regulatory uh, paperwork that we can actually file to say, listen, Joe has made this much money or lost this much money, and we provide that to SARS. So if you deal with a broker, you would have something called an IT3C or an IT3B, um, and this form would be provided by your financial institution to SARS on your behalf. Now, with Revix, we're working on some really interesting statements, which make uh, interesting statements. Actually, that sounds that sounds weird, but a, a statement that makes just reporting taxable gains a lot easier. So this will be something we launch later this year. But I guess in a nutshell, what SARS has come out to say is that you have to report gains yourself and you need to be but able to track not, your gains or losses. And that's there's not two so kinds of gains or losses. Yeah. Sorry, that's not so unusual. I mean, that's what we have to do with all income that we declare and, and, and put forward to SARS. Of course, if they catch you out and you've been lying, then you can face some very stiff penalties. But that's how it works with normal money. You know, you have to declare to SARS and pay income tax on whatever money you've made in, in a year. And then you reconcile that at the end of that year. And, and SARS either give you some of that money back or you owe them more money. That's how it works. So it is up to the individual. Yeah. Why would cryptocurrency be any different? They can't expect you guys to be Telling, in, telling them about information that um, that we're not volunteering ourselves, unless, of course, they have suspicions that you are hiding things. I think that's really the big point here, is that yeah. how does SARS actually get access to this information? So with Revix, you know, we've never had to disclose any information to SARS or any other tax authority. What happened recently, and this is with a few other exchanges in South Africa, SARS went to them and they said, listen, you need to give us information about these individuals. Obviously, you don't know if you... Uh, had information handed over to SARS or whatever, but I mean that's essentially what happened. Now 
I'm of the viewpoint, and I agree with you, Gareth, that it, at the end of the day, SAR should come out with a directive and they say, listen, this is how cryptocurrency should be taxed. The onus is on either you as the taxpayer or you as the platform. The problem, though, is that for a lot of people, you're talking about airdrops, you know, where a cryptocurrency gets given to you when you own another cryptocurrency, sort of like a dividend. You're talking about some exotic cryptocurrencies that exist out there that don't have tradable markets in South Africa, which makes actually just reporting for the average person a really stressful sort of event every single year. And, you know, you have sleepless nights thinking, oh, well, you know, RSA is going to come after me. And, you know, how do I exactly report these gains? And as a company that tries to make investing in crypto really easy, we actually want to be able to help customers with this. Um, and reporting your taxes, you know, is the right thing to do. And as I said at the start of the show, it's this dirty little secret where people are like, well, uh, you know, I'm just not going to report my crypto taxes. No one will ever know. And I think, you know, if you actually start looking at the longer term opportunity in this asset class and the growth of this, it's going to become more mainstream. Right. So, you know, getting on top of your taxes is incredibly important. But I think there's another interesting point to note here, which is there's kind of two different uh, taxes when it comes to crypto. If you invest for less than a year, and I mean, this is kind of a generalized term, but if you invest for less than a year, you are deemed to have any gains at your marginal income tax rate, right? So whatever you pay based on your income every single month, that tax bracket is then what you would be paying on any of your gains, which is pretty high. And if you invest for more than a year and you take that long-term investing approach, then any gains are treated as capital in nature. And again, there's all this jargon when you're talking about tax and all the rest. But capital in nature means that you're taxed at that capital gains tax rate, which is substantially lower. It's just another reason why we advocate taking a longer term investing approach when it comes to investing in crypto. And what's also interesting to note, I think, is around the crypto to trip crypto transactions, because a lot of people think that if you go from, say, Bitcoin to Ethereum, Ethereum to Bitcoin, um, there's mm -hmm. no taxable event. But in actual fact, those are taxable events. Um, oh, is Okay. That's yeah. a big development. Yeah, there, there's this argument that if your intention is to hold, and again, size needs to come out with greater clarity on all of this, but if your intention is to hold an investment for a one or two year period, and that investment, like one of our bundles, actually has a predefined rule set that says, okay, right, every single month, I just want to hold the top 10 cryptocurrencies equally weighted. There is an argument to be made there that each of those rebalances then aren't taxable events. Why? Because you're not the one actioning this. You're following an investment approach. Um, but again, until SARS comes out with a directive on how exactly this will be handled, and they should hopefully do so before the end of the year, then Sean, we'll know more about this. What does this mean for, for ordinary investors and, and not just people who are, who are buying on Revix, for example, one of your indices, but people who are who own currently some some cryptocurrency. Now, as I understood it, the tax event only occurs when you cash out, when you change Bitcoin back into rands or some other currency. Is that still the case until we have clarity or, or should people start panicking and making moves at the moment? Um, should they be speaking to their auditors? Will the auditors even know what to say if you acknowledge these things to them? Because many auditors don't know the first thing about cryptocurrencies. Yeah, so this is a difficult thing, right? Because there's different cryptocurrency prices across different exchanges. So again, this is one of the reasons why you sort of have to have the platform start stepping up and you know helping their users with tax. Um, right. But for the average Joe, a crypto event actually or a taxable event in crypto actually occurs when there's a crypto to crypto transaction. That's what SARS has said. However, there is the argument to be made to say, listen, if you happen to go between say Bitcoin to Ethereum back to Bitcoin into RANDs, that you know that net amount that you take out 
is the only taxable amount that you should be reporting to SARS. But again, it's like anything when it comes to tax. Tax is not the straightforward sort of, okay, right, I just made this gain, let me just report that to SARS. You should be consulting with a tax advisor. Um, if you've had a lot of complicated crypto transactions, you know, it, it's just best practice. I mean, you can reach out to us at Revix. We're more than happy to help you. We're not tax advisors, but we can definitely put you in touch with some smart people. Um, but it's always best to do your homework. And, you know, if you're gonna be investing in this asset class over the long term, it's just, you know, do the right thing. You don't need to be concealing any information. You've made a good gain if you've been in the market for a while now. So, yeah, I think just take a longer term approach. Here. Wow. All right. Well, we've got to keep up to date with all of these things. And if you take your money seriously, you know that where you make money, there's going to be government trying to get their slice of the pie. That's just how it works. I mean, there are people like me who think that all tax is theft, but you still have to pay Caesar and render unto Caesar that which is his. So unfortunately, there's no way around this. And anybody who thought that cryptocurrency was going to be a way to get out of tax, I'm afraid that that was a very short-lived and, and false way to, to conduct yourself financially. So thank you, Sean. It's always good to get these updates. And of course, as developments occur, you'll keep us up to date from here on in. Yeah, we definitely will. And uh, right. yeah, you know, tax is one of those areas. I agree with you though, guys. I mean... The Look at this. last thing you want to be doing is paying your profits no. away to somebody else. But you know, you know, like, like just, just from a philosophical point of view, like what right does government have to take a slice of the pie when you've been the one who's moved your money to X, Y, or Z? They don't deserve any of that. Otherwise, they would have moved their money there too. And it's not their money. They're stealing from you. But ugh, what can you do? They have the law on their side and they have the police on their side and they have the courts on their side. So you're not going to fight that battle and win. You have to pay the tax. So this is just something we've learned. Look at you. You've just gone from Sean Sanders, Revix.com to Sean Sanders, tax consultant in one fell swoop. <laughs> not a tax consultant, not tax advice, but I'm definitely here to say that taxes can be complicated and yeah. we want to help you. So yeah, All right, thanks for that. If you'd like to chat further about that. Thanks, Sean. Nice to see you, man. Good. Thanks, okay. Gareth. It's Sean Sanders. Okay, Revix.com. You can go and find out more. You can also get all the latest developments and information from Revix. Follow them on social media at Revix Invest on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. They allow you to offer, uh, to effortlessly own a diversified portfolio of the world's top cryptocurrencies, which automatically stays up to date with the ever changing market. And, but what did you uh, say? One, one Bitcoin is now? Uh, $36,738. <laughs> um, <laughs> Why are you laughing? Are you mocking us, Leanne? What do you no, think? What do you think? I'm just like my chances of buying one Bitcoin are completely no, but blown. Buy, but Leanne, you can buy a piece of it. I mean, you can buy fractional shares in a Bitcoin. You don't have to own an actual coin. In other words, if you have 500 rand, you can put 500 rand into Bitcoin. If but you want up, to say you, you want to be able to say I own one Bitcoin. No, you know what I mean? I don't own a Bitcoin. No, okay. you, can own, you can own a piece of it. That's that's crazy. I mean, that's a you know you, just because you um you own some gold doesn't mean you have a a, a bar a of gold, gold bar. In, in, you know, in your in your yes. boot like like Sia does. Okay. Yes. Yes. Of course. <laughs> Cliffcentral.com.